Hi, everyone. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. And, you know, uh, I have such great guests. Uh, I'm very blessed in that regard, and uh, I hope you enjoy today's interviews. My first guest is Amber Goff from Talent Fusion Point, where she is the founder and professional recruiter. And Amber is in the business of professional recruiting and talent acquisition consulting, and she's going to talk about the talent acquisition revolution and recruiting in today's candidate-driven job market. Amber, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, so, Amber, um, before we get into this uh, very interesting topic, uh, it's very timely for what's going on in today's job market, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got started and how you came to start uh, Talent Fusion Point. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to chatting with you and diving into talent acquisition. Um, I myself hail from the great state of Utah, um, where I grew, I lived there most of my life, and I grew up in a rather dynamic, blended family, and that created a lot of questions as a young lady. So when it, it came time for me to select a major in college, I uh, decided to study family and human development with a family therapy emphasis. And mm-hmm. um, I was, it, it was an exciting topic for me, and I uh, was a little burned out after I graduated, so I took some time off before entering right into my major and actually served as a victim's advocate for a couple of years. And um, so I always call myself a recovering social worker because um, I, this is back in pager days. I wore a pager. The police would page me. I'd go out to some pretty heavy, heavy things. I worked, I would take people to the hospital. I would check them into shelters. It was a really tough topic for a young lady. So I was part of that statistic that I was told in college that social workers burn out at about the two to three year mark. And truly at the two, at the exact two year mark, I was packing up my Plymouth Sundance and uh, <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving much to my small town mother's dismay to Salt Lake City. Of course, the big scary city of Salt Lake and uh, wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I knew I wasn't going to be a victim's advocate anymore. It was very hard work for a young lady and I admire people who can stay in that space for a long time. Um, But uh, long story short, I I landed fortunately in recruiting. I was hired by a large publicly held recruiting firm and I have been, Mm. had the opportunity for the last 18 years to work in recruiting. I I worked with a large company, a small boutique, and then about a little over five years ago, when I moved here to San Diego, I founded Talent Fusion Point, 
which uh, is a purpose-driven recruiting and consulting firm. And I, I've loved serving the business owners here in San Diego and getting to know um, everyone here. I, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and it's a great move. It's, it's obviously sunnier and, and warmer here than it is in Utah right now. Well, I'm sure the early talents that you developed in your early career uh, came in handy, uh, have come in handy uh, uh, to, to help people as they're, they're trying to figure out the, uh, their direction and, and, uh, and you know, individuals are, um, have more choices than ever these days. We have a, a, a full job market, but uh, a lot of opportunities out there. So let me ask you a couple questions here. First of all is, what is a candidate-driven market? And what are the main challenges you see in recruiting in a candidate-driven market? That's a great question. And when I think about candidate-driven market, there are a couple of ways to see it. First, kind of the more obvious, when you look at the economy, low unemployment rates, of course the power is assumed to be in the, in the candidate's hands for the most part. There are just fewer candidates out there looking. It's harder to find them because they're already employed. So you can't just post what they call like affectionately post and pray that someone the right candidate will apply for the position you actually have to be a little more active about it in terms of finding the right candidates but it's even deeper than that um, today's business client climate's really shifting and um, I'm sure many of your listeners have heard things such as some of these catchphrases like business for good social enterprise higher purpose mm -hmm. conscious capitalism all of those things are very um, hot topics right now and a matter of fact, in a recent study, which is management, they found that 94% of millennials want to use their skills to benefit a cause. And so what I mean by that is that you can't just – its the candidates are shopping. Millennials are shopping for jobs. They're not just going to apply and take, take a job just to have a job. They will turn down a job if they don't feel like it's in alignment with either their higher purpose or that they're not actually – using their skills to for a greater good and to impact the world in a positive way. So employers really have to be in touch with their higher purpose and know how to communicate that in, in through employment branding and they they've got to know how to find the right right candidates in order to um, really build their team. It's interesting. I I had heard of course the uh, that Millennials are looking for purpose-driven types of firms, but I hadn't heard the, the statistics uh, that are so high uh, that so many, so many of them, almost all of them, are looking for that. So you describe your organization as a purpose-driven recruiting firm. What does that mean, and how does that help your clients? Um, absolutely. I, as you know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a recovering social worker. So recruiting is perfect for me. So I'll kind of double back, and then I'll answer your question. Um, I, it, it's still serving at my higher purpose, which is connecting people and really making a difference in, in the lives of those I serve. So whether that be through, of course, my recruiting practice. Um, so I'm very purpose-driven, which means that I serve as a true extension of my client's team. Um, I, I really get in there. I know who they are. I understand what their culture is. And if we find individuals who are really in alignment with their higher purpose, it, it, they're going to perform better. Uh, that's just very simply put. They're going to perform better. They're going to be happier and um, stay longer. Uh, it's, you have better retention. It really, truly affects the company. It's also known to increase innovation. 
um, and people are more creative when they are inspired uh, by the work that they're doing. And so I really seek to discover what my client's purpose is and then and their higher kind of purpose and their why and find people who are in alignment with it. And uh, that becomes better retention and, and better productivity. That makes that all makes a lot of sense, especially in again the the group that's looking for uh, purpose in their employment. Um, do do you uh, consider that you uh, uh, are outside of the lines of typical recruiting by asking specific questions to understand that more? Does that make you your is that your unique edge? Yeah, I definitely believe so. Now, I'm certain that there are recruiters that are out there that are digging deep and understanding culture, and there's a part of that. But I do feel as though the recruiting industry is sometimes a little bit broken in the sense that they're not really serving as a true extension. They're acting more like vendors that are just throwing resumes to the wall and hoping they're going to stick and that they're going to get a big fee out of it. External recruiters, everybody knows, it can be pretty expensive. And if I'm going to be, uh, you know, tacking on a, a large price tag to that, I better be providing a, a really solid service. And um, I always think about, it's funny, I think about Jerry Maguire when, when he's saying, help me help you. And I feel like that so much <laughs> with, with my clients. Give me feedback. Tell me about you. If, and the more information I have, the better able I am to serve my clients. And a lot of recruiters, just kind of throw resumes around and they hope that they're going to get a fee from it. And it works. They can get fees from that. But I just don't personally find that fulfilling. I'm very much so a relationship person. And because of that, um, I, I also represent my clients better. Um, that ab- because I know them, I'm part of, if a recruiter is recruiting for a company, they're part of that candidate experience. And if I know my client and I understand them, I can represent them much better. And those candidates are going to have a better experience. They're more likely to be closed in the end if they're a top candidate. And um, in the end, it's, it's a better experience for everyone. Win, 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 I guess you could say. Absolutely. So what are some of the common misconceptions about recruiters and how should a hiring manager select a recruiter to work with? It's really touching on what I what I just spoke about in the sense that um, oftentimes companies think we're just a, a vendor. Here's a job description. I want a staff accountant with this skill set. Go and find me that person. And they don't really want to say a hiring manager or business owner. They don't really want to open up the doors and really share with the external recruiter who they are. Um, they feel a little more protective about their business or what have you, and that's really doing their business a disservice because the recruiter can't mm-hmm. truly serve them and find the best candidate if they don't really know who the business is and what makes them tick. A lot of clients are hesitant to give clear feedback, which makes it very difficult for a recruiter to hone and tweak their search in order to find a better candidate. So they're kind of spinning their wheels and not finding the best people. And really it's about, you know, people are the backbone of of the business, truly. And if you're not finding the best top talent, you're not going to continue to grow. And it's tremendous. It's such a big, big issue. And um, I think that's the biggest misconception. It's more of a mishandling than a misconception that they treat them like a vendor versus a true external partner. Well, Amber, uh, okay, so we complete our interview. You go back to your office and the ideal client calls you. Uh, What are the characteristics of an ideal client for you? 
Um, I think most importantly, it's one who wants to grow strategically, that they really want to find the best, best people for their team. They understand the value of mm-hmm. building their team and their top talent. They are growing, of course, but they want to do so strategically, and they want to um, – they know their purpose. That's, that's helpful, or that they're willing to dive in and figure that out, and how are we going to put language around that? Um, you know, many of my clients have a higher purpose, but, but they don't um, know how to illustrate that and how to brand mm-hmm. that in, in employment branding. So I think uh, truly any company, I'm fairly industry agnostic because I've grown up recruiting in the accounting space, the administrative space, and really kind of that operational backbone of, of companies. So I've, I'm very industry agnostic. So it's really more about uh, a, st- a strategic planner who wants to very strategically grow their business and they're willing to learn and grow and and try out some new tactics um, through employment branding or different ways of of finding their candidates. Perfect. So uh, when a client uh, does approach you, um, do you often find that they need help in creating their their branding or their purpose-driven branding message to to, uh, uh, candidates out there in today's uh, uh, candidate-driven market? Yes, I, I do find that. Many of my clients have that purpose, and it's there, it's in their mission, but they're not communicating it as well as they could. And employment mm-hmm. branding is, 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 again, a big catchphrase. It's a big deal. You can't just post positions on the job boards. You need to become if, – if you're growing um, pretty dramatically, you definitely need to have employment branding and approach – um, your marketing, not just for capturing clients, but capturing talent. Um, and that's very much so figuring out what, what makes you guys sick and, and how are you going to communicate that message and find the right audience. Great. Could you uh, perhaps uh, help our audience a little bit by maybe illustrating, tell us a little story about a, a client situation where you came in and help them to do what you just mentioned and then had uh, uh, great success with them as, as far as finding their, the team that they needed? Absolutely. Um, I recently was working with a client, well, about 10 months ago, I sat down with them and they were looking for just traditional external recruiting and um, started recruiting for them. But as I sat down in that initial meeting, they had told me about all the growth that they were going to be experiencing. And I asked mm-hmm. them, how are you, you know, how are you going to be handling all this growth? Are you just going to be using external recruiters? And they said, well, predominantly we're going to post positions and use external recruiters. And they said, wow, you probably want to do something about that because you're going to be spending a small fortune on recruiting if you're not careful. And about 10 months later, they reached out and they said, you know what, Amber, you were right. We're spending a small fortune on recruiting. What do we do? What are we going to do about this? And I came in, did analysis of, of their current talent acquisition strategy and their and their team. They've got a, they've got great, and we discovered their their strengths and their weaknesses, if you will. Um, they have mm-hmm. a great mission and a purpose, but they don't language that well. And so we found some really great wordsmiths even within their company. So we surveyed their current staff and found some really great taglines and and messaging that we were able to then put out into the world. And they've got a great marketing team that is already in place marketing to clients, but they just needed to create a marketing plan as it relates to employment because they're going to continue to grow exponentially with 100 more hires in the next year and what have you. So um, we've been crafting that and really just discovering 
who you are, what makes you tick, and how do we message that? And um, who, where do we go to find us? So we're definitely using social media, the local colleges, through podcasts, through a lot of different at, continuing education classes to really reach possible candidates in all ways possible, but with leading that, hey, we have a higher purpose, and this is what it is. That's great. You know, the, you mentioned earlier post and pray as a as a recruiting strategy. Just uh, maybe that worked at one point, right? But not today. How how, uh, how uh, often do you find that it's important to uh, you know you're you're generally recruiting to people that have jobs these days, right? I mean, with full employment. So you, you need to sweeten the pot a little bit extra. And and some people say, well. We have a great salary. We have great benefits. But everybody has that. What uh, this, you know? You mentioned the purpose. How important is that to luring someone away from an existing job that they might have? Uh, and based on that alone, is, is that enough, or does it have to be um, uh, more uh, uh, compensation or some kind of a sweetener uh, in the comp package? That's a really good question. Um, purpose is. And being a conscious company, I think, is a really – that's a big definition. What does that mean? What, how am I purposeful? What do I – there's so many ways to actually be purposeful, and some of it is truly by creating a great culture. So it's, it's definitely that full mm-hmm. package, I would say. And it's going to depend on the candidate and really what matters to them. So I think that what's most important, if you're in a rapidly growing company, you need to kind of have all your ducks in a row as best as possible. So know kind of your intrinsic higher mission and value, know how to message that, have a great culture, have good benefits and take care of your people, Do so, have social responsibility programs in place. So it may not be, you know, you can still sell a widget and still have higher purpose. And you can be doing that through, you know, service projects that the company goes out and does together or um, expecting your employees to serve in some capacity. Um, one of my, actually two clients that I spoke with in the last two weeks, newer clients to me that I'm getting to know, literally that's part of their vetting process is how are you involved in the community? What difference are you making as a candidate? Mm-hmm. So the, even my mm-hmm. clients are expecting their mm-hmm. candidates to have some sort of give back mentality. Um, so it's really just a blend of all of those things. And, you know, how do you source your project, products and where do you get them? Uh, you know, do you recycle in your company? <laughs> Sometimes it is about a stocked fridge, um, but it's really kind of finding what is that that wound, that current wound that somebody has in their current position. What's missing, and are you filling that void? It is an ever-changing world as uh, as uh, cultures shift and um, millennials come into the workplace in in a big way. And Amber, I'm sure that uh, your clients are really happy that you crossed their path, or they, their that their path crossed yours, whichever happened. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's easy to get in touch with Amber Goff uh, at Talent Fusion Point. Her website is www.talentfusionpoint.com. Couldn't be any easier than that. Is there another? What would they find at your website that you'd like them to look at once they get there, Amber? Um, I think just one last tidbit, I really practice what I preach. And so if I expect my clients to have a higher purpose and to be giving back and making the world a better place, so, so should I. So when I do actually work with and serve my clients, I give a certain percentage of my profits to their nonprofit of choice. 
So I show that I support them through their causes as well. And um, I think that's the, the, the little fun last tidbit that I would say is that I do practice what I preach. Well, that's terrific, and uh, that uh, speaks volumes to people that are, you know, saying, you know, okay, you're you're all about purpose and passion and all this stuff. What are you doing about it? So, uh, Amber, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to have you on on the show. Uh, besides your uh, web address, which I gave out, talentfusionpoint.com, is there any other way you'd like people to communicate with you? Always LinkedIn. I, you know, re- recruiters live and die by LinkedIn, so you can always reach out to me there. Um, I, I post a lot of things that are going on there in, in terms of things that are happening in the community. Um, so absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn. There you go, Amber Goff, G-O-U-G-H. Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 